Welcome hey, everybody! It's live! It's Brand happening! Brand new episode of MoCast. Just us two. Just us two, because uh, we, 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 have, we have a lot of stuff to talk about regarding Dragonflight. Oh, yeah. And we made a couple of videos on it and whatnot, but like really the nits and bits and pieces from it, like we really couldn't capture all of the ideas into a 20 or 30 minute long video. I don't know how long this is going to take. We're not setting any limits here. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's stuff we want to talk about uh, in this podcast, because Sh uh, Shadowlands? Not Shadowlands. Dragonflight is looking very, very promising, and uh, this is too, too Flame, promising. this is Marcillion, yeah. uh, <laughs> no specs today, no breaking well, let's just talk uh, chill All out right. Dragonflight. We've had a bunch uh, of interviews this week. There was a lot of interviews, a lot more information has come out since the initial reveal, and uh, we, we've kind of kind of find out more things uh, specifically on what the future plans are for Dragonflight, not necessarily when the expansion will launch. But, you know, further down the line in patches like 10.1 then 10.2 and whatever, I think like one of the biggest thing is that there were actually, there was confirmation at least that there was no more um, extra systems and no more legendaries and no more other stuff. We we're going to purely just rely on talents and tier sets as external power. And external power is something we talk a lot about in this podcast and we have to address at some point also the talents and, and stuff. But also uh, we've, we're doing this podcast right off of the, uh, I would say, uh, conclusions of the Asmon Goldian interview. And, you know, it, it, it was a fine interview. Uh, there was also the uh, the Steve Denuser, Ian, uh, Ian has the coast this one on Twitter space mm -hmm. with Talias and Evertel as well. And I think we can take some, some, really, some really major things from that. One of the major things is that they do want Master Loot to come back to the game. But the fact that they've built this personal loot... Uh, I think on the, the the span of six years, it's not an easy way to just switch it off and get back to to the master loop. But they did say that this is eventually what they want to get back to. Hopefully, within a uh, uh, dragon dragonflight. Thoughts on this flame? Do you want master loot back? And we uh, talked about this in the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, I think I think master loot. I'm as long as we have more choices, I'm always for more choices. And uh, considering that you know we've experienced not being able to trade items that were at idle level upgrade for yeah. us because we didn't need them or because they were in a yep. tier slot or because they were in a legendary slot. That don't was get me bit, started, man. That, that was a little bit weird. Don't, don't get me started. Nationalot has been, you know, it's weird that they took it out uh, initially because while the argument was that, you know, people were forced to trade their items away, which, I mean, to me, it kind of sounds like a little bit of a bullshit argument. That Since, never, never felt right. It was the same It was the same amount of bullshit as with the GCD as one. Something they yeah, really wanted to change, but then really. Like, I, I get sometimes people go into, like, really tyrannical guilds where if you don't trade your items, you're going to get kicked out of the guild, but then just Tyrannical the guilds? But what about fortified guilds? <laughs> well, we are in fortified guilds because it's everybody for himself, kind of. Well, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, but I guess I am all for the master loot because that essentially solves a problem with the loot system, which in, it, in and of itself has some things that can be solved. Maybe we can yeah. touch about uh, the loot as well because we did talk about. Um, I think in a previous video we talked about what we would think that Dragonfly will have before or, the reveal, or what, or yeah, and no, also no, we, no, had, no, we had the best expansion that what could ever have, right? Like our our like idea. Yeah, we expansion. had that, and we had like a more more realistic vision. And yeah. I think in both versions we talked one way or another about the the vault and the loot system. And yeah. I think uh, with the with the insertion of the tier sets once again, it's become pretty clear that the way that we have loot right now is very weird, considering that I'm farming LF 
LFR tier set. I got my LFR tier shoulders and, I, right. and the 265 piece of shoulders drop, but I cannot trade them to somebody else. All right. right. I, I get you. Okay, so let's talk about the Great Vault because this this was uh, this was a topic in the, the interviews who, who, which were after the, the reveal. And yeah, the, the biggest problem I feel uh, in terms of like gear and stuff will still be the Great Volk because they, they still want to keep that in the game. Um, we can definitely talk about the fact that the Great Vault has been an improvement from the weekly chest that mm. we used to have uh, in, in Legion and BFA or whatever. Uh, but looking at it now and what they said about it, uh, I think Ian mentioned that um, they will address um, the the compensation thingy uh, uh, much more. I would say um, much more uh, pleasing to the to, to the players who haven't like really had luck with their vault, right? So you know, right now that if you don't get something you need, uh, you basically get those those tokens that you can uh, buy. Uh, sockets with and uh, yeah, other, other stuff, uh, you know, other bullshit ass currency that hopefully will not return uh, in one shape or another in Dragonflight. They did say they're going to address that. So they're going to keep the Great Vault as it is, uh, most likely. But in terms of like the compensation, because let's be real, um, I think previously to the to the the, the Shadowlands uh, launch, there were there were a couple of interviews with Ian and Jeremy Fiesel where they talked about the Great Vault being this brand new way of uh eliminating the the feeling of disappointment when uh when 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 the weekly reset gets in right and i feel like right now there's much more disappointed players every fucking wednesday than there ever was uh i, I mean I think- i'm saying that they didn't really fix this so they they want to keep it as it is but compensate for that disappointing feel you didn't get what you wanted okay you're gonna get compensated for something else now, there's solutions for that, and maybe you have something in, in mind. I certainly have um, something in mind as well. Well, it's it stands at the core design structure of the vault. The vault in itself is a good idea, but what the vault essentially does is give you bad luck protection in the, in the way that it plays on the numbers. So there's a percentage chance that you get the item that you want, yeah. and if you don't get that, you get another roll at that item that you want, unless you get three rolls, right? Because you have the three vaults for the dungeons, three for race, three for PvP and they all pull from items within their respective loot tables, which means you have three extra rolls. Those three extra rolls you can think of like, um, goddammit, the tokens of, you know, the the, the coins, right? The the coins we had in BFA The difference is the coins, you can target them at the boss, whereas the vault, you cannot target them at a specific dungeon or a specific dungeon boss or so on and so forth. So the vault as a concept is good, is just not enough because it's... it's, on uh, with the risk of something very stupid, it's a mathematical variable that's not big enough to cover oh. <laughs> to cover the entire array of like RNG in the yeah. game. So it just needs to have either more options or no, um, it can uh, it uh, then it has to solve a different purpose, which I think it does solve. It solves the purpose of getting a piece of gear. It doesn't solve the purpose of getting the gear that you want. Yeah, you have so, some choices. So um, that's like, and they because that didn't solve the initial issue, they've added the Valor system, which again, also doesn't solve that issue of getting yep. that item that you want, except making the item that you do have better. So there's little like um, m- minimal effort uh, solutions to a problem that doesn't actually solve the, the real problem. So one of them has to change. Yeah. Either the vault has to change where you can actually target. It, it from- won't. Yeah, so luckily it won't because it's it's but fine no, that way. But maybe the valor can be addressed. Not not even that. So the thing is, um, they they're gonna retain the the grateful as it is. As much as we want to change it in one one way or another, it's gonna kind of retain the same functionality. Um, what again? What they said they will do is address the compensation thing. Now here's my idea. 
uh, if you're going to keep it as it is, instead of the, the token of merit that gives you sockets and uh, other bullshit-ass currency, how about a token that allows you to purchase a limited pool of gear? Yeah. That's, not, that's, not the Valor system. Yeah, not well, the Valor. That's, that's, that's the compensation. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. have, a, you have your vendor, right? Which gives you a, a conquest or whatever, Valor gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can also purchase some specific, not all the, the, the loot uh, items from that vendor. You, you can purchase specific items, you know, limited pool of, of those items with the token of merit. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I totally agree. This is what I've been saying initially ever since uh, eight point no nine point one when they added the valor. And this is how it's supposed to be. Instead of getting an That'd item, cool. or if you get an item, you can trade it for a currency that lets you target that item from a vendor. So we, let's say we let's say uh, just for the sake of the argument, they can keep the tokens of merit. But in the vendor where you buy, she with the token of merits have like an item that costs I don't yeah, know a couple 12, of items. twelve tokens. Yeah, a, cu- a couple of items that sure. could be. I mean, we all know that you know for a lot of like let's say DPS packs, you know. Uh, Trinkets kind of are a big thing. Uh, weapons are a mm-hmm. big thing. You can talk about uh, slots that aren't necessarily tier sets. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Trinkets and weapons are like the biggest compromise if we're, if you're going to cover all bases. Because you know, because if you if you're not going to put all items, then what criteria are you going to use to choose what yeah. items are going to be? I think there? I think trinkets and weapons can be like something yeah. that can be valuable for all all. You kind of always roles. want them at max level. Say, let's say you have a piece of shoulders. If they're not 278, but they're 272, you're like, oh, okay. That, but fine, if your yeah. weapon is not 278, they're like, oh, what am I doing? Here? Am I going to put valor in a 272 weapon when that's I want true. that 278? That's true. Also on the topic of 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 you know gears and gear and catching up and stuff uh, in the tally and Vital uh, interview on on uh, Twitter Space. Um, there were there was a question regarding the creation catalyst and if that will be uh, you know moved forward to Dragonflight and they uh, he, I think Ian said that they don't want necessarily to be the same thing but and this I, I know you're gonna like this they want to implement the functionality of the creation catalyst into professions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's one of that's, the coolest that's... things. I mean, you you advocated for making that is, professions that is, relevant. The, yeah, this is. The, that, the that, shit. that is an actual solution to the problem. <laughs> yes. Because it proved this season that the creation catalyst offsets so much a bad RNG in the raid when you can just create it. Like, like I did with, uh, I think my Warlock is the best example. Because uh, I had uh, week two of the creation catalyst, I could make two pieces. And I had a vault that had uh, two pieces of tier as well. All I needed is one more piece. I ran the entire LFR and the entire normal raid, no, and I got like, one tier piece. All you need is love, man. <laughs> I don't need. You can keep love, man. Give me my tier set. But you cannot uh, DPS with I love. Did, I did manage to get my full tier set with like some, you know, just doing a couple of content and clever, yeah. you know, not putting on with the vault. So that saved me a bunch of time on an alt, which was good. For instance, my shaman wasn't so lucky, but I at least have two piece right now, so it's fine. Yeah. But it does offset some of that. Ah, oh, I have to go exactly. through the entire raid again. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there was also one other important bit of information that uh, I think it's worth discussing um, in terms of like things that are account wide in in Dragonflight. And uh, when when asked about this, I think Ian said that they want everything to be account wide oh, ex- ex- except except uh, you know gear and you know like uh, like power stuff, right? Everything else should be account wide mm. except like gear. And I get that, you know, we get gear, you cannot have like fucking tier set to be yeah, account wide. I no, get that shit. It depends on how you acquire the gear because you, you can think of uh, creation catalyst as gear in a sense. That's yeah, but that, that that's different because you, you have to like basically create that for another. But I'm 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 talking about because you let's take for example soul binds and covenant stuff. That shit ain't account wide, right? 
Now, if you're going to look at the external system of Dragonflight, that would be obviously Dragon Riding, because that's mm -hmm. a big, big thing in, in, in the expansion. And yes, it has been confirmed that that, that shit will be account-wide. So amazing, man. Yeah, you, you don't have to go through. So you're going to have like uh, a little bit of like intro because it's weird. Was like, it, wasn't there like a like a slingshot type catch up where you get you get 80 percent of that progress? Something like that. I'm not I, I there were uh, this thing about all these interviews. Some information is kind of different from one I, another. I think, I think they're actually going through an, an internal <laughs> they're still working internal on redesign it. and they There's, haven't decided. But it's good that yeah, the mentality is there. It, yeah, definitely. So it, it's really good because I think since since Legion, um, shit got account wide always in the the point three point five exactly, patch, yeah. right? Was was about uh, to mention that the, all of the best patches of each expansion was the last one where the last last couple of expansions at least where the systems were Ian finally said that, the Dude, fucking Ian said that. He said that uh, uh, I I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the general idea he said that rather than having you hassle for five to six months and just give you everything awesome at the end, we're going to give you everything awesome at the beginning. Something like that. Right, so he knows, right. he knows the shit, he knows the struggles. He lo that's, that's the thing because um, the, biggest, the biggest takeaway from all of these interviews that I personally had is it seems that everybody is freer to choose how they make the game. Yeah. Because it feels like they kind of knew all of these issues. For instance, we can take this... Uh, giving it all at the be uh, at the beginning, I, I it's hard for me not to feel like all of this stuff, like Co covenants not being fully unlocked at the beginning, was part of the gating issue that creates engagement metrics for the company. So I feel like the, oh, the upper yeah. management were like, figure out how how you keep players subscribed for like one extra month than normal. Oh, we just make it harder to get this it's, one extra like thing. <laughs> but now it feels like that stuff is slowly going away, and it doesn't feel like the devs weren't aware of this before. It feels like they were kind of hamstrung into doing it's, the, this, this weird ass, it's, oh, you can't play the game the way you want it's, to. It's almost like they knew Shadowlands was going to be shit and they had to put over everything to keep people Dude, in. how early do you think they started working <laughs> no, on Dragonflight? They did say, Ian did say, Dragonflight was as a concept and as a philosophy earlier than Shadowlands. Can you believe that? Uh, they, they said that they, they wanted to do they, Shadowlands first and then Dragon. Dragonflight. They did Flight. say something like this, that after... Um, what is it? What did they say? After what they plan to put either BFA or Legion as an expansion, they went with Legion for. I, they mentioned a certain reason or two, but they said that at the time when they were uh, working or finishing working on WAD, that they could either do Legion or BFA. Either one could follow up WAD, so they well, just, just here's the deal. Legion. Uh, um, the theme of the expansion was, and uh, you know, the concept and the general context of it was definitely placed in much more earlier because this is how they do. They plan yeah. expansions way ahead of time. That's no no biggie. However, the philosophy, because this is something that Ian uh, said, and uh, I'm quoting him a lot here, the philosophy that they're going into, the design of the, the new expansion is different. This is something that has changed after the events that unfolded uh, yeah. well, you last know. summer and uh, so on. Because let, let's be real, guys. In terms of like numbers, um, there, there was a lot of videos and uh, uh, analysis on this. You know, Belilar made... A lot of those. There's mm. also like stuff you can see on numbers directly on Radio.io and subcreation and stuff and Warcraft logs. You can infer a lot from yeah, that. The, the numbers have dropped significantly, and you can attribute that to the to all of the the mess and scandals that were were within Blizzard and, and unfolded. That's fair. I think that was but, the cherry on top. Uh, but the game was shit. Yeah, mostly. That's, that's the, the game was. Players, players already felt that the game was not going well and they were like right on the edge and when the scandal hit, was like, all right, this is it for me. This is what I needed. This is my cue. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, uh, for us, uh, we, we kind of like always try to, to maintain a balance. Okay, there's, you know, the, the, the majority of Shadowlands was kind of, kind of shit, but there was good parts in it as well and it's only fair 
to like you know give props where props is is due because at the end of the day there's still devs out there who you know put in their fucking hard work <laughs> well, I mean, and passion and sweat blood sweat and tears into it even though i and i know this a lot of the devs did not agree with the directions that you know came from more above for shadowlands but they still you know stayed in the ship and worked on it and yeah. hope, and, well, and when working with the hope that eventually things will change and now we can see it so at least because of you know the uh, you cannot like judge shadowlands just because of 9.0 and 9.1 i think you know shadowlands will have to be judged for the whole entirety of it Oh, and 100%. And 9.2 was definitely the beginning. Controversial opinion. I think yeah. 9.2 is a very good patch. It is. I mean, I'm down. I'm, it's, it's a controversial or not. I, I'm down. I love it to, to the bone. It's the, it, And it's easy to, to see it that way after come, coming after 9.0 and, and 9.1. And I mean, the bar you, was set low, but even so, if you look at it design-wise, if you take away like the subjective parts, which is the story, let's say, and, you know, yeah. our artistic style, but you can look at that as, those as well. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, 9.2 is a good patch. And this is how, again, just like a kind of like 8.3 was, but like 7.35 was, uh, this is how the game yes. should have been at launch. And uh, they did say, because this is where I'm a little bit skeptical, because going into Shadowlands, uh, Ian also said that, well, I think Ian was the who said it, that we're just going to give you all the systems at once. Yeah. And that's like, you know, you you had to work through this for, for the whole of BFA, but now we're just going to give it to you all at the beginning. And this is kind of how yeah. I hear this whole... Um, we, we heard this shit once before. Yeah, so I mean, it's true. fine because now they're differently in a different mentality and a different, you know, mindset and all of that. So it is still yeah. the ball is still in their court, but right now I still see like constant good things for sure week we, to week. We, we made a lot of videos uh, like once 9.1.5 was announced and uh, then 9.2 was announced with all the features and quality of life stuff. And st- we always said when, when all of our cooldown videos and, and podcasts and stuff, Okay, this is good, but will this be maintained? Will this like uh, change in 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 design will maintain? And so far, it hasn't been like shifted. We, I I honestly don't remember the last time I was disappointed about a specific change in the last I would say couple of uh, months. Um, usually, when the new patch was announced, <laughs> I kind of got disappointed a couple of times. But this time around, they kind of maintained that design, and uh, even we don't know exactly how you know we can interact specifically with Dragonflight, but the announcement and the interviews after that, not only Ian, everybody, Halinkov, Jeremy Fiesel, all, all, all those guys, everybody seems to be on the same page right now. And I don't know if it's like, again, Mikey Barr over there changing, you know, a lot of things up, like having fucking Ian do an interview with Asmongold, that would yeah, have that was, never that was, happened with fucking Brack on the, the wheel or even, you know, uh, even Morheim. I, I was I, curious to know who, uh, how much power do the presidents have in terms of the PR think, department. Uh, yeah, we talked about this offline. Yeah. I think, so I don't, I, I don't think he would mingle with that necessarily, although anything is possible in the corporate world, don't get me wrong. But I know they have a PR department. And if, I mean, if like people have opinions still, so if he says, like, Man, I think it would be a good thing to get. Well, yeah, because you're going to have the PR head have a meeting with the, the, the president of Blizzard Entertainment, which is the, uh, Mike Bear, right? And at some point, they all gonna round up and just establish a vision, a direction, a strategy, and that's a that's a joint effort. And if if in that strategy and vision and uh, and I would say like procedure moving forward, there's this thing of like, okay, let's not be super rigid as PR and have like talks and sit downs and accept critical stuff and bad things from people like Asmongold, right? And who's not necessarily on the same. 
I would say, um, echelon of values as the company, but he's still a gamer. He's still a prominent voice within the community. He still represents a lot of people. So why ignore him, right? I think that's that's a good thing, like getting people from all all, all over the place and, and getting interviews and getting their thoughts in and asking stuff. Because, mm. uh, dude, I don't know if their PR, the old PR department realized, but this is how it fucking improved. This is like yeah, you, taking you, taking the negative criticism. That's that's what I mean when I said that it feels like they're free. It feels like somebody opened up the window that was closed in their offices for like three years, and now fresh air is coming in. Hopefully, like, hopefully, yeah. because uh, remember, it's the the most controversial interview that they ever did with the old guard was having that interview with Preach. I think what, what was it two years ago? Or it year? was one year ago. Actually, it was in April two thousand twenty-one. All oh, right, right, yeah. right, right before uh, right before the, 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 the big the big shit hit. Yeah. Um, and Preach asked some hard questions at the time, and I don't recall liking the answers Ian gave too much. But again, he might have not had full agency over the answer that he could give. He probably was un under some strict regulation, so I we cannot really blame Ian too much on that. Uh, but now, uh, like Asmongold asked some hard questions, and uh, the tally too. I was I was I was impressed yeah. by both of both 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 of them. And uh, the the tally interview, I love the fact that Tally really pushed on on a couple of subjects. Even like if if he, if you feel that the answer was a little bit evasive or not really point on, he still pushed for it, right? He still like went after okay, but I want to iterate on this even more. La la. So in terms of like the information we got out of like this this latest interviews, I think it was spot on. And again, it's only information, it's only verbal stuff. We're not sure that this will be 100% what is. But what we will be sure on what is, Torin Rogues. Jesus Christ. Can we have a talk about this is, that? This is, this is what I thought about when you said that you haven't heard anything that disappointed you so far in a couple <laughs> now, of months. I mean, at this point, we, we, we kind of know that they, they want to include as much things I mean, this, as possible. This, this so. was an inevitable conclusion of this. I, I honestly hope. Okay. So so hear me out, all right? Um, I don't Molly care that much. I mean, if it's a natural part of the game's development and uh, and it will make the game better for everybody and brings more people in, I... I, it's fine. I have your Torin Rogues. Um, I can I can compartmentalize my uh, my affinity for the lore and the story and the and the world and immersion in the game with how the game feels to play better. If Torrent Rogues make the game more fun, fair enough. I'd rather sacrifice my involvement in the lore and the in the immersion of the world for fun because I mean to, to be fair with 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 everybody, I'm, I'm I don't care that much about the lore damn, anymore. Damn, I mean and I do, I do, I, I have high hopes for this because well, it is attached to something that has been a little bit more sacred, a little bit more grand, a little bit more high fantasy than what was. The latest two expansions, um, <laughs> I think both BFA and Shadowlands has huge potential, but we're not going to chew on that bone anymore. That That's it. It's gone. It's over. Bye-bye. Um, just before we get into the subject of the Lord, there was uh, another really cool thing that was out of the Mr. GM interview with, with Brian Halinka, because the raid utility aspect was addressed a little bit in that interview, specifically for the uh, drag tier um, uh, evokers, right? Because mm. uh, there was this question, okay, so every spec kind of has, every class kind of has this uh, raid utility, more or less. What would evokers bring, right? And they said, uh, Brian said that there wasn't like really, it wasn't flushed out, but one of the ideas was something that bronze blessings, uh, I think he called it, and what that does, and that what what it would do if that gets implemented would be that it would uh, reduce the 
uh, movement ability cooldowns for for specs and stuff. Things like Ooh. Blink, like Pony, like Heroic Leap and shit like that. I think that's pretty cool, though. That's act. That's because if you have a fight with lots of movement and stuff and jumping all around, like think about uh, what, what we do, the, the Sagni, right? The, we have yeah. to, like, uh, uh, something like that would be really cool. But that does bring into discussion: Do we still want raid utility that's, shit? I've uh, <laughs> I've actually been uh, been listening to um, to a, to a couple of opinions about raids, especially from higher ups like Max from Limit from Liquid now. Rather, and how uh, how the, this whole thing feels, and it kind of put it into perspective because I was thinking back about BFA, where we had the scrolls for the battle shout and a fortitude and so. Because what are we talking about? Really, are we talking about buffs and you know the magic damage debuff that the it's a demon hunters back uh, specifically? No, no, that's but, a buff. But, but no, what I mean is, do, are we talking about AMZ? Uh, anti-magic ah, zone no, type that, that, abilities yeah. or stuff that is mandatory like yeah, you I definitely you. need a warrior right I now. mean we can put them all in so, we can put them all in fundamentally I like it I want I want classes to feel uh, to feel impactful to feel like oh we have an evoker here oh my god we can do this now or oh shit we have a shaman we have the wind rush sort of all oh, we can do this right um it, there has to be a fine line so it kind of depends on how they uh, they uh, design encounters because thematically this is awesome um, however, if it's becoming a fight like, let's say, um, Anduin on Mythic, where you kind of need to have DKs, like, and if you're not a DK, then you have to swap. Somebody has to take the bullet and play a DK. I think that's that, fine. That's, yeah, I, th I think that's fine. If if you have if you're gonna have a raid with twelve bosses, and at least one of the bosses can, uh, or one or two mechanics of the bosses can benefit from a specific utility from a class individually, I think that's still pretty cool. You have like uh, 36 specs, but you can basically have uh, around 12, 13 raid utility stuff. That can be implemented into multiple fight mechanics within raids and everybody could be joined in. Now, of course, you can talk about the fact that if you have a raid roster, then you would just bring somebody for that fight and then he's going to be completely shit for the other. I think that, that comes into discussion with, okay, how is the, the, the spec performing? You know, what other stuff can it bring and so on and so forth. But generally... Uh, it sounds cool. I feel like having something that sounds unique and that sounds very, very fun, especially for low mobility specs. <laughs> you know, I think I think DKs and warriors and paladins would love a, a, no, a raid yeah. utility like that, no problem, because it, it will reduce like cooldowns from for for movement, and it wouldn't necessarily. In, so it, it doesn't sound like super mandatory. It's just like something that's really good to have but it's not mandatory you feel me it's not something like okay maybe we can talk about an encounter where like movement is very hectic and it's needed but we had that shit in the past too and somehow some way people managed to do it it, it depends it depends again how they uh, make encounters because we have also artificer as an example where you if you don't have warlocks it's kind of like ah yes that, that's that's what i mean that's, right yeah that's something that but like it, it kind of feels it's been made for having this shit there. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I mean. Cause if you when you make it like that, then you kind of force people to play it. And I never I never agree with that being forced to play because otherwise the fight is undoable, otherwise the fight is like two times harder. So uh, again, like everything that the classes bring is so cool and so unique. It just matters how they're making the raid. Uh, so as long as they don't make it oh, if you don't have this reduced cooldown every 20 seconds or something, you cannot move from A to B, then you know that's that will make drag tier uh, mandatory, yeah. I feel. But we'll Evo see. Evokers. Evo Evokers. The tractor is the race. Evoker is the, the, the class. Both the same thing. <laughs> but there's the same thing because, yeah, they, they kind of intermingle. 
Speaking of that, do you believe that uh, eventually Drexler can become other specs as well, other yeah. classes? I think. Uh, why, Flame? Why was it? Was it Mr. GM who was talking with Holinka that talked about this? In, and, a, in uh, a Holinka interview, there was the the fact that yeah, they, they were Torrens and whatever became. And uh, they were talking about you know with, with this this uh, race class combo was it was unique. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. All right. Well, what is what is the future going forward? Obviously, we're not going to have anything in 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 ten and not, not, not Dragonflight, but, but maybe are, ten point two. Are they going to be? Hello. Are they going to be warriors? Possibly. I mean, anything can happen. Are they going to be warriors? Are they going to be mages? Well, no, because I mean, Holinka said that you know they want the the dragons to feel like special. The dragons to be special because you know they're the progenitors of all of this stuff. Yeah. So uh, whatever, but they still only have like one uh, one class. So I could, I had, I got a sense that maybe they want to do more of this two spec classes because that's what that's how they did with the with the havoc. Yeah. That would also pull back on the whole spec bloat that we have because right now we have thirty six specs, thirty eight in Dragonflight, and if we keep getting like three spec classes, then it's just gonna be way too much. <laughs> yeah. When you can just maybe. Had add more classes over the course of the lifetime of WoW, but with fewer specs, and then eventually cover all bases because we haven't had like a healer in a long time. Or so. Yeah, I mean, raise yeah. DPS rather. This is this is the thing, right? And they, they kind of like nailed it with with the, the evokers this time around. But it will be interesting to see uh, if if they're gonna add something for the the next expansion. And I, I feel yeah, having the, the two spec thing is really really cool. And at some point they have to stop how many specs can you get get into a yeah, game like World of Warcraft at some point they'll have to go into our is, idea I, I was uh, <laughs> into our idea the, the four spec thing yeah or, or maybe but just isn't that even worse because you add like remove, 12 specs remove one of the specs or reiterate on one of the specs and become so like, like for example you um, uh, what, what was the deal the unholy dead knight or something like that to become like the, the necromancer just have Three specs, and then you can just mash up two specs in between oh. the power to have like a, uh, uh, a giga uh, ultra. Do spec. you think? Do you think they're gonna do that? Because I recall, Dude, I, mean, I recall point, when they changed survival to melee and people lost their shit, or when they changed combat. That's a cho- but I know, but that's a choice. So think about it like this: yeah, you have blood, frost, you take unholy. people's specs away. No, 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 not taken away. So this is just an idea. You have blood, frost, and unholy. Okay, mm-hmm. and the next big thing for uh, 11.0 would be that. Uh, your power and your progression will be the ability to merge two specs into one. You feel me? So you you can play Frost, Unholy, or Blood, but if you mix Frost and Unholy, you get this whole separate thing that mixes abilities in between and gives you some unique stuff. That would be really cool. That could be like the Lich, the Lich concept, right? That's what I'm saying, like, yo. That's uh, what I'm saying. And like all the specs, imagine. I mean, they could make it with the talent points. If they keep iterating on the new talent system, they could work their this hybridness concept yeah, uh, into boy, the game. Yeah, that would be, saying, right? that'll be so saying, cool, that'll man. Be cool. That'll be for 11.0. No. And that that would fix the, the, the issue where, okay, introduce new class, new specs, whatever. No, you have existing specs, just fusion it up and making some really cool thing. I think that would be a, a huge potential. But this is the idea. We're not game designers. We just get excited and geek out about the possibilities this could have because they, they they do seem open and they do want to change. This is another cool thing, right? With the Asmongol interview, um, it, uh, Asmongol basically asked Ian, okay, we have Wrath of the Lich King classic. What's next? And he was like, his answer was like, well, what do you want? Do you want Cataclysm or do you want Cataclysm <laughs> with some changes? Because not everybody enjoyed Cataclysm. Do you want Cataclysm I, I, I with the old talent? I mean, if they're open to doing shit like, okay, you can have Cataclysm, but with the Wrath of the Lich King talents, if that is a possibility, and imagine, like, what can be done. And a lot of people talked about, about you know, Classic Plus. 
things like you know adding content to the classic stuff and you're making it uh, seasonal in somewhere like like modern the modern game has that would be interesting to see another like experimental things if they're open to this and ian ian seemed very open to just hearing it out what do you want because you have to stop at some point he mentioned that cataclysm is basically the 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 point where a lot of people feel that that's the beginning of the end he said that he knows it right mm. uh, the beginning of the end or whatever so they have to step at some point but what do people want you can go and i think he said this do you want new adventures in wrath of the lich king or burning crusade do you want how, how it's basically an open discussion regarding what's next to to be done because they do acknowledge there's a community there and there's potential there and let me tell you if we're gonna have some sort of fusion between I don't know, Cataclysm, Wrath, and Burning Crusade, all of but another mix-up. I would be down for that. I'll, at least I would want to try it, because why not? It's, <laughs> it's fun, it's different, it's out there, it's crazy. So yeah. It's promising that they're, they're this open to radical changes and uh, taking risks, because at the end of the day, this was risk. And this is kind of what, what's been missing from the game. And it feels like the last big real risk that they took was Legion. When they uh, when, when they, they made the... All the specs and yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, and you know... Uh, the biggest, I think probably the biggest risks from an RPG perspective was giving us the artifact weapons because that means you don't loot a single weapon in the entire course of the expansion. So, but that was the beginning of the end for what we have called, you know, our internal little, let's say, progression system. That was the bur well, borrowed power. I feel like that was just... That gave birth to everything. Ar artifact weapons were really nice and uh, uh, I, I love them, but they kind of... You have to realize that from that point forward, they they couldn't they, the echelon couldn't be higher than that, and we saw this. Yeah, well, Azerite was a, a fucking disaster, lower than any <laughs> fucking artifact you can have, and you know, soulbinds and conduits. I mean, come on, really? Let's, yeah, no, that's 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 what I because that's what I said right uh, at the cusp of the BFA pre-patch. Put, put the, the fucking yeah, the bar, bar was so way too high, and losing all of that is hard because they have set their bars high enough and it's likely that they couldn't hold it i don't know why because the, the mindset going into azurai was wrong the mindset going into the covenants was wrong and we feedback but they didn't listen i don't know if if they agreed with us but they just couldn't make it happen a aka you know not make azurai restrictive not make covenants restrictive i know a lot from of the, devs were not down with that shit. yeah so that it, shit. that's that's what i mean when i felt when i when i felt that the sense that i was getting from up until let's say these interviews that they were all hamstrung it's like keep the players subscribed keep the players subscribed right yeah. so uh, they created for sure. these, no, so these it was weird... definitely an activision activision -y feeling for the longest time and the, the i think right before mike morheim left and even after that uh, there was a lot of like um uh, kotaku and when jason schreier was over there a lot, a lot of interviews and and whatnot and a lot of blizz employees devs you know people working in qa and little departments kind of said that it, the Activision influence was really, really starting to be more and more present. And we it kind of like exploded, I would say, with Shadowlands. Because let's be real, man. Activision was always that type of company that wanted that yearly hit. That yearly big string yeah, of revenue. That yearly... Call of, call of Duty. All, yeah, all of that. They, they wanted that. And I think at some point they wanted some of the same thing for WoW. Now... Uh, we are on the cusp of of um, getting into the the FTC reviewing of the Blizzard purchasing uh, uh, Blizzard Microsoft purchasing Blizzard. So if, if that the FTC passes that, then it's going to be like 100% official. Microsoft will own Activision Blizzard, and we talked about this, but I'm going to reiterate this: Microsoft is not that type of company. I mean, uh, that type of company that Activision Blizzard used to be, like the yearly, you know, roundup with investors. This is, we're doing great, guys. There's some more numbers, some some more hits. No, 
um, Microsoft is in it for the long term. Their gaming division is not necessarily not necessarily. It's not their their their, their most profitable. They, they they did have some good uh, uh, return rates uh, in the last two years, but they're not like in it. Like Microsoft makes its money from like a lot of cloud computing, a lot of cloud servicing, har- hardware not that much anymore. So a lot of software, but basically a lot of cloud solutions for big ass corporations and governments and stuff. So it's something that they want to do for the future and this gives me hope in the sense that okay if you have microsoft at the helm of this company they'll not push that bullshit ass engagement type metrics shit where you restrict your players and 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 you just push onto them get it and and grind this stuff all the time and carry it on the stick no they're just gonna okay they have this this thing at, at least um um ah what's his name phil spencer he is, uh, uh, as I like to, to call some of these people in the gaming industry, a collector. And collectors value, um, you know, important franchises. He, and you saw that with Age of Empires. Age of oh, Empires yeah, did not sell, man. That's, but it was so oh, it was so, so carefully taken care of. And even even let's say, let's say more relevant and radical examples like Sea of Thieves, which is one of the few games that I played. That, which was shit at launch, mind you. Yeah, it was very shit at launch. And the way that they made it, and now it's so fun. And I don't feel any of the Activision. Oh my god, I need I need to buy this. Oh, I need to spend. Oh, I cannot do this right now because I have to wait and blah blah right. blah. Obviously, it's not the same thing. But the mindset no, no, no. and to making the game just cool and just for for players having fun and this uh, circles back to me with uh, I think what we mentioned in the last video about dragon riding which it's been a very long time since we just had a system that was just there to okay. give us fun okay so there is a there th- this is a spicy topic because dragon riding was uh, a lot of people kind of like pointed out this and we're gonna uh, the dissect this a lot of people pointed out that they basically stole this from Guild Wars 2 and if you look at Guild Wars 2 yeah it's basically yeah. the same thing so but but guys, guys, when when was when was the last time you you looked at Blizzard games and understood how they were made? Blizzard always did this. Blizzard is the company that took a uh, game or right, an idea on, and made it cool. This, the, the, but this is, doesn't have to do anything with Blizzard. Who's who's reinventing the wheel here? I mean, you, it's not you, even that. You yeah, sure. things. You work on things that there are that are good and make them better. I mean, that's that's this is MMOs do this all the time. If you look at like. All MMOs borrow from each other ideas and, and, and stuff, right? This, this is something that has has happened all the time. I, I never got... I think uh, this is like DH where everybody gets upset about anything, right? So Yeah, but that's, that's the thing <laughs> because like, this is basically... This is basic market uh, competitiveness. This is why it's good to have competitiveness because you have Final Fantasy and WoW that duke it out and when one of them does something good, the other one is like, oh, I can make it even better. And then the other one goes, I can even make it better than that. Yeah. And so on. And this is how you get, get better and better quality products and services. This is a consequence of the free market. This is a consequence of competitiveness and you know not m- having a monopoly on things. Yeah, so I think this, it's is, a fun, this is a good thing. And it's a, it's a good thing for the players, dude. It's a good thing for you who has been very upset on World of Warcraft because it was shit. And here's something that is fun and cool. And it's also very useful because this will be the main uh, way you're going to get around the, the Dragon oh Isles. God, I cannot wait, man. <clears throat> so why be upset? If, it's, if, if World of Warcraft borrows something from another game that worked and it, it was generally praised and was cool, why be upset? But just, this is just because first... of the fact that, oh my God, it's in Guild Wars, you cannot have it. Why? I mean, if, if this were to be the case, guys, Let's not let's remove EverQuest from the, the situation. You would never have like World of Warcraft or Guild Wars or uh, Final Fantasy because uh, uh, Final Fantasy uh, 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 14 was created based on all of the devs playing Cataclysm. 
it's not resembling Cataclysm, but the, the way that they got inspired to make it a great game is just playing that and, you know, borrowing what worked and fixing what didn't work. Mm. It's, dude, it, it, this is how it goes. I cannot understand. My mind cannot, like, rip, get the ref. was like, it's, it's a fun thing that's been implemented and people are upset. But you have, and then we, you have, you know, more in-house examples like Mythic Plus is a borrow power, is a bar system from Diablo 3's Greater Rifts. Well, which it's is, in the family. It's yeah, in the family. It's, it's in the, <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. Like, where do you, are you upset about that? Then uh, are you not yeah, upset yeah. about this? Then I, I, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's how the world works. It's how you get better stuff. It's how you get iPhones, man. <laughs> it's how you get like really cool Samsungs that stole the touchscreen idea from my iPhones, right? Uh, uh, yeah, well, let's like, get into that. Um, one last thing we want to talk about. So, uh, and this is this is something that will happen in Dragonflight. And uh, uh, we talked about a bit yesterday offline as well, but I think it's worth talking on the podcast. The leveling experience in Dragonflight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so, so, you know, like uh, right now, uh, when they implemented this, they said that that BFA will be the expansion you level through after you go through the the one to ten. Was it uh, the Exiles Reach? Exiles Reach, yeah. So um, that will be like the the expansion of choice. Well, well if you already if you're like a new player, yeah, if you if it, yeah. But now with the Dragonfly, this has been confirmed. BFA will remain <laughs> that expansion. They All won't right, put Shadowlands in there. <laughs> I found I found really funny, man. It's it's Cause, it's cause, it's funny, but it could also mean something else because uh, it's, it's too disconnected. You feel? No, no, no. What I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say is that they don't really do things without a reason. Um, although oh. this could be just a coincidence, so just like oh, it, we know Shadowlands wasn't the best. You just just go through BFA, it's fine. Or it could be the fact that they will slowly try to weed out uh, Shadowlands as a form of canon content. Maybe in a in a way like uh, okay something shit happened in Shadowlands we're not gonna build on top of that that just happened as a kind of yeah. like how what was it never happened kind of like how what was nobody nobody talks about you know uh, two Gul'dans two Garrushes uh, yeah what was great in a sense but I I always say that this alternate timeline bullshit because it's, it's that, not that's a, all medicine as much as I love medicine that that was all medicine just I know I know right. but I, I feel like he used the timeline as an excuse to bring old yeah yeah that old, was the only old, way old school Warcraft. Back. Yeah, that was the only way in in, in his eyes or, or whatever. But I did find it fun funny. Uh, we we did talk about you know how was the leveling experience uh, in Shadowlands versus BFA or, or whatever. Um, I think to be fair, Shadowlands launch was pretty great. I mean, I think I remember you know we were streaming a lot and while leveling and stuff, and it was pretty cool. The beginning of the expansion was very promising. Not uh, we now looking back at it, I think like. The jailer, like if I look at fucking the the stony guy from the the cinematic, that guy gave me more emotions than the jailer did in the whole expansion, man. It's like so they, they saw Mister uh, Marvin, and the jailer was very present in the leveling experience, and especially in the intro when it went, went there. Like, I mean, that kind of like set the tone, and I, I think like because of that, if when you compare it to like let's say BFA, when at least for for the alliance side you start to explore these really cool zones and stories like the, the, i mentioned yesterday like the drosfar zone and the mysteries between uh, in, in there plus the jaina inserts all around and her little story over there that's way more engaging and emotional and uh, oh, the story uh, was complete, purely yeah, better but uh, as but this is like the intro <laughs> right like this when you get to the first couple of levels within the expansion as opposed to shadowlands where the moment you see the nipple guy 
with his chains all erect and shit. And, you know, it's like, they killed Bane. And he just, like, picks Bane and then drops him like that. I don't know, man. It didn't tell me anything. No, that, that's, that's, that's a very it was, it a was big that, flop on how they wrote the character. It was not imposing. For me, this is where I have a controversial opinion here. Um, Ooh, here we go. I kind of liked going through the leveling bits of Shalens, and I don't mean the mod. good parts of it. Uh, going through the bash, because, okay, and, and I really thought about it, because I know we talked about it and we disagreed on this part. Um, the the parts that I liked about Shellenses was one that we were kind of all working towards the same goal. As much as I don't like the Horde and Alliance concept working together, um, it kind of felt nice that we were all working towards this story. It's like, okay, let's figure out what what these all zones uh, are. As and opposed to BFA, I get you. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to BFA, which the stories were fun and uh, you can maybe a little bit more in depth, uh, but they were like disconnected from each other. It's like, okay, you had a, a story in Voldoon. But, yeah, but that was intentional. Yeah, I know. I know it was intentional, but for me right now, it felt a little, that I was being part. being a, a bit more immersed because all of the zones were connected with each other. All of them mattered in a sense. We can talk about the death of the story because at the point, what was cool for me was because I, obviously I didn't know what the story was going to be. And I thought, oh my God, this Kyrian thing concept is very controversial. On one hand, they're taking away the freedom of the people, but on the other hand, it's for the good. This is like really, really smart, the, uh, you know, uh, topic. Yeah. But, you know, once you finish the leveling and then you go into the campaign, you figure out it was all kind of it stupid. Was, yeah, they're going nowhere. This is, yeah. yeah but big, up, big up until that point, personally, I, feel, cool. I, feel I agree. Everybody I agree was in bashing, man. It was so cool. Yeah, for me, I, I agree that, with that. I, that. I think the the way you circle through the Covenant stories while leveling it really gave you a sense of like interesting uh, but different and unique. You discovered the concepts of death and different types yeah, of symbolism. Yeah, that was well, very uh, nice indeed. Yeah. The, the, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like the the first um, the the first impression is within the starting zone, and that really gave me a really a, a really yeah, bad the, feeling. Yeah, the more the intro. The more intro was, oh, was like so bad. Like um, the, this is the thing, and this is why I'm comparing it. And this, if if you're talking about new players, right? If they put Shadowlands in there, they're going to have to go through that same old thing. And I do believe that a lot of people kind of felt the same way. It's very underwhelming. As yeah, opposed I think, to the I think that's a big, big for, downfall. Yeah, for BFA or, or, or even Legion and, and stuff. And to be fair, BFA has more relatable characters. I mean, you have Jaina, you have... Uh, uh, you have Bane, Talanji. No, so Talanji. Well. I mean, you didn't. Let's say you're a new player, right? You don't know the the BFA Yeah, but she's story. a troll. I mean, people know trolls. Yeah, and they know stuff. they know trolls. They know humans, and so it's more, it's a more Warcrafty content than Shadowlands is, right? So I can definitely see how that is, and obviously a little part of me is something's like, oh, maybe they really want to steer away from what they did in Shadowlands story wise. So it's it's like so. a black dot in their impressionist painting or whatever, and they're just moving on. It's still there, but we, we're not gonna talk too much about it. Hey, it happened. You know, it's like that one drunk night in college. Like, oh fuck it, yeah. oh, let's not talk about it. But yeah, it's still there. I still right, have a scar. Right. We, we did say we did say we got about the story a little bit. Just 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 to get this out there. Uh, because again, uh, this was my impression when 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 I saw the announcement and the discussions. Uh, I would say the so quote unquote deep dives. They 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 kind of like want this mists of Pandaria vibe back within Dragonflight, and this was my impression initially. And they they confirmed this as well in interviews and stuff. It's like okay, we really want to get back to that unfolding story as you go and finding out stuff uh, and exploring. That's that. I mean, in terms of like storytelling. It's way better that way than what they tried with Shadowlands. And I dare say even BFA, where the new the Steve the Newser was always talking about, oh, the Shadowlands is a big story in three acts. Oh, but, but what you see this, what you see that. That's one way of telling a story. I don't think it works within an MMO. I'm sorry. It, it, it has been proven in two expansions already. If you're going to do it like 
uh, Mr. Pandaria, and listen, man, uh, I this is Mr. Pandaria launched ten years ago, right? Was it ten years? Twenty twelve. So I still remember this while questing and leveling up and doing shit or whatever. There was at some point I you get to discover some sort of like reveal where like uh, uh, some mist, the small mist, like get out and you see a painting on a mountain and it unveils something that happened in the past and lets you understand that that just got ingrained into my mind it was so cool to see and it was like a two not even two one minute situation where i just got there by just doing a couple of quests there a couple of quests there and it felt so cool and got me so immersed that i wanted to know more and get this is the thing about you doing a story through through exploration and getting and i'm not saying steve Zanuson is a bad storyteller i just said the the story has been gutted and sectioned and 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 carried out uh, in a way that would not work for an MMO. If they're gonna do it Mist of Pandaria style, that's gonna be amazing. Even if it's a mediocre story, it's still gonna have that. Okay, discovered this. Ooh, what's behind the door number three? But what's behind door number two? And there is the potential there because there's there's um, uh, proto drakes in there and there's there's dragon dragon flights in there that we haven't really uh, uh, discovered so far and it's gonna be very very cool to get into it plus it's a big ass fucking zone I mean the, the big ass fucking zones plus the dragonflight thingy where you like fly up and down and move around over there the verticality of it where you can discover things not only on a horizontal playing field but on a vertical playing field as well which not, uh, th this is what I've never worked if we never had flying at the beginning of the expansion but having this sort of like alternative to flying where you have to progress it because this is I don't know if you picked up on this but you'll have to progress and develop your dragon to be able to fly more to dive more it won't you are going to be walking with that dragon a lot because you yeah. have to like push and push and push and, and progress I think that's very very awesome and engaging and if there's story to be discovered and little bits and pieces of pieces pieces of mystery like within that it's gonna be awesome i mean it's promising i don't want to get too hyped about it but it does feel that they want to get back to that mists of pandaria feel and that is great <laughs> pretty much covered it all all right so uh i guess we can we can conclude it here uh so well, you know nice little chat about what is to come what ha what has been so far and what is to come uh all all signs point out for this to be a great uh promising expansion at least at the beginning there's always this fear and doubt that they'll fuck it up doing <laughs> so fingers line. crossed uh so ho hopefully that that will not uh, that will not happen uh but it's always interesting to see what you guys uh have to say about this uh, obviously this has been a long talk but you can share your thoughts and in, in, in the comments if you listen to this on Spotify I want to share your ideas and whatever you can go onto our YouTube and uh, the podcast is there on MoCast and check out the comments leave, leave your oh, thoughts yeah, over yeah. there um, but yeah thank this, you thank uh, you for watching uh, or listening and uh, we'll catch you next week with a new episode of uh, MoCast yeah bye bye everyone Later. bye I've been loving it then I still love it now still I play wow still I play wow getting better every day let me show you how cause still I play wow still I play wow it's getting harder to stay but at the end of the day it's a guilty pleasure so just log in and play whether it's classical retail I'ma do a slash bow still I play wow